Hi, welcome to What's Your Deal? I'm Ariana Lenarski, and this is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests to find out where they've been and where they're going. Today we have with us Owen Ellickson, a television writer who's written for such fine programs as Superstore, Splitting Up Together, and The Office. Uh, he asked to be introduced as white guy television writer. Is that accurate? That's correct. Thank you. <laughs> and also wanted to point out that he pitched for Celebrity Deathmatch many years ago. That's right, for which I made $44. <laughs> what was the pitch? Uh, we were just supposed to come in with a series of ideas. The one I remember being proud of was Dr. Dre versus Dr. Drew. Ah. Um, I don't think I ever saw the show after I went in there, so, but I bet it went great. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Owen and I have a mutual basketball obsession. Yes. That's how we know each other, is that we talk every day about basketball, which we have for, I think, like a year and a half. Yeah, I speak to you more than almost <laughs> anybody in the world, I believe. Yeah, we have a very, very high-intensity basketball group chat that is basically 24-7. I was going to say it sounds like we're bragging, but then I realized no, what we're actually talking about, and it's, no, it's close to the opposite. <laughs> it's a problem. It's like an addiction. But I do think, and this is not something I planned to say, but I do think it's like a magical place. As do I. Oh, you do think that, too? I do. Okay. Why do you think that? I know why I think it, because I'm, you know, a magical thinker, but why do you think it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it's a... a there's something about the sort of randomness of the coalition of people um, and the intimacy that we have found in just sort of talking about basketball that just feels wonderful. I feel like we both like basketball because it's sort of a joyous sport and uh, we have found joy with each other. And I think there's magic in that. It, yes, it really is. Um, I should maybe frame this a little bit more. It's just about, it's like eight or nine people, right? Yeah. Who just kind of come in and out. There are some main stays. I will never leave. <laughs> Neither will I. It was, it was formed by like three years ago by me and like two other dudes. And then slowly we started adding more people and people are just coming and going. And it truly is, it truly is like a bar. It's like a little bar you can come into or what, what should I say? What's a sober way to say it? Uh, a salon. <laughs> a coffee shop? Yeah, I think, it's a long, I think the Friends bars. Couch. Maybe it's like the it's, Friends Couch. It's like the French Couch. It's like okay. uh, Gunther's uh, Central Perk. There yes, yes. It's Central Perk yeah. for basketball. Um, and for me, someone who has two little kids, so I don't socialize, I don't get out as much as I like to, it's sort of actually my main sort of social outlet, <laughs> other than my wife, who I love very much. That's number one. But in terms of just sort of friend hanging, in practice, I do it more in the chat than with wow. anyone else. Wow. Which... I'm sure your tarot listeners are hungry to hear more about. <laughs> what, the what basketball? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's really strange that I've found, because I'm obsessed with like three or four things, very obsessed with three or four things. And tarot is one and basketball is another one. Yeah. And I've noticed by far that people who are into basketball are way more open to tarot and like anything witchcraft related than people who are into witchcraft or into basketball. Yeah, that's and I'm not quite sure why that is. Hmm. I think it's. I, I very much believe that I can get people into either basketball or tarot. Like I very much think I know how to frame them enough that anyone could be interested. Yep. 
Um, but I don't really know what that is. I, maybe because tarot is personal, so. Yeah, that could be. Um, I also think basketball, it's sort of a time commitment to learn it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but same with tarot, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. But no, I know what you mean, though. It's like you can't, there's, if you don't know basketball, you have to know people's stories so much. Like you have to know the yeah. history. It's so history based, yeah. I think. And you liking a certain player is not like drawing a tarot. Like just because you like J.R. Smith, or, I mean, that does say something about you, but it's yeah. not going to be like, actually, that's how basketball should be framed. You should get to look at all the players and just kind of decide which player that you like. Yeah. And then they can tell you like what that means. They should about just, you. there should be a website where they list each of their deepest fears. <laughs> and then you can just Pick sort one. of bond with them that way. <laughs> you just find a guy who's worried about getting lost in a cave. <laughs> Because you're getting worried about Lost in a Cave, and there you are. I mean, I wish there was, like, a dating site where you got to see people's fears. Oh, tremendous. And and choose (laughs) based on what someone's afraid of. (laughs) (laughs) I heard, this is an aside, but I heard, um, as opposed to the rest of this, but um, I guess there is is an, an exception to doctor patient privilege where the government can come in and make sure doctors are keeping... Uh, people's information private by looking through the information to double check that it's private. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? It's somehow they, it's, they're saying doctor-patient privilege is important, information security is important, so we need to come in and look at the information and make sure you're being careful with it, which is the most catch-22, like, yeah. over-the-top surreal thing I've ever heard. That sounds like a dad lie. Yeah. Like when you have to get <laughs> your kid to do something. That's right. And then you have to lie. <laughs> Um, okay, here's my question. Have you noticed as a father of two young girls that you have ha- started to have more strange experiences, un, um, un- inexplainable experiences, or has it just been pure chaos? Well, it has been pure chaos. So uh, there is more that I am unable to explain. I can't tell if that's because I am becoming more alive to the mysteries of the universe around <laughs> me or if I'm just too tired to actually make sense of things. Um, but I'm very open to it being the former. Um, I, My guess is I'm the most tarot skeptical guest you've had so far, um, but I'm, I would say, a lot less skeptical than I was would have been a couple years ago. But that's uh, weird because I've read your tarot like a couple times. Yes, but those are the first two readings question mark is that what they're called okay okay okay, those are the first two readings i've ever had actually there was a tarot reader at our after prom but i don't think i think there was a long line so i don't think i did it um i oh actually i forgot my wife got me a tarot reading for my birthday about eight years ago um because i was curious i've always Uh been curious um but it was a surprise thing, and she was like, just, you know, walk down the street. It's it's three blocks away and, and go and— uh, Wait, so she didn't tell you where you were going? She just—or no, she said, she, I got you She, she like, was. walked me there, uh-huh. and then I was like, go in and, uh-huh, and uh-huh. you know, get a reading. Actually, I don't remember if it was tarot per se, but it, or if it was just a fortune teller, sort uh-huh. of more vague. Actually, I don't, I don't think she drew cards. But, um, but I was just not in a place to share. I didn't really give her anything. Uh-huh. So she just sort of told me that everything was very cloudy, and then she— <laughs> Asked if I wanted to help adapt a book that she owned the rights to. Oh. <laughs> Man, so. makes it awkward for the end of this podcast <laughs> when I was going to ask you to do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I am one of those horrible sort of rationality nerds a little bit mm-hmm. um, who I didn't grow up with any formalized religion or anything, and I, I've never sort of gotten my head around that. But I your have... Par- your parents weren't spiritual at all? Not spiritual at Was all. Was anyone spiritual in your family at all? No. Around? Never. Um, were they like... Did Were they like atheists or were they... I would say they were... I mean, they weren't like Richard Dawkins level energetic atheists, but they were, you know, there was no even sort of veneer of there's a church we might go to every once in a while. It was just nothing. Mm -hmm. We did Christmas as a purely secular affair. My dad's mom was Jewish, but she was also not practicing at all. Um, What do you think your parents believe in? I don't think they believe in too much, as best but I, I can tell. I guess I mean, like, what what did they raise you to believe in terms of, like, values and stuff like that? Like, what was the what was the replacement for a sort of well, – how, how was your life centered? That's a great question, and I don't – Or was I'm it I'm troubled by how hard it is for me to come <laughs> up with an answer. I mean, I feel like my sister and I are sort of, you know, presentable enough people. Um, so there was some sort of ethical code instilled. Right. But I don't really remember what was under it. I do remember when I was about seven being in the car and sort of just trying to follow death to its logical conclusion. I was like, so you die and like nothing happens. And my parents were like, that's what we think. And I was like, and it never stops. And they're like, yeah, that's I think so. And I was I just started wailing because I was like, seems rough, man. (laughs) That's what that's what you got for me. Do you still believe that? Do you think that's still? Well, I don't necessarily believe there's something, but I don't, it's not like I have any framework of what nothing would be like to experience either. So I've just sort of, I find as I get older, I'm 40 now, not to brag, um, (laughs) that I actually am less confident in knowing things than I used to be. Um, I'm more convinced that I don't know anything uh-huh. <laughs> than I was when I was 30. I, th- I mean, I agree. I feel like I'm the same way. I think I... You ain't 40. No, I'm not 40. <laughs> but, you know, 25 is really like the female 40. Oh, my God. Well, that's probably true. No. no. What? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed watching... I'm, I'm very uh, pro-lady, partly because I have daughters, but I've enjoyed watching over the years. Social scientists have said... Uh, Men's brains don't really catch up to women's in terms of maturity tell. It used to be like 12, then it was 18, and now it's like 30. Wow, really raising they're, they're, or lowering the they're, bar They're just men? slowly easing us into the idea that guys are just dumber, <laughs> full stop. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other questions I want to ask you. Do you, think that, do you think that you're an intuitive person? I don't think so, but I think that um, – there have been times when I believed I was, and I think that I was helped by believing that at certain times. So, um, Does anything come to mind that you can think of in particular? Well, I um, – so I, I met my wife online. Again, sounds like a brag. is actually close to the opposite of a brag. But um, – we met online. She had already stopped paying for the service. This was Match.com. I'm dating oh, myself. Okay. Okay. So I messaged her. I did a search for tall women who lived within five miles of me. <laughs> and uh, she was no longer. What's tall, by the way? 5'10 or taller. Wow. Okay. I, I don't fuck around. Uh, she <laughs> was no longer paying for the service, so she was unable to respond to messages. But she managed to write back through a friend of hers who was still 
on mash.com. Wait, so you can, oh, so you could receive messages but not reply. If you That's right. That's, okay. That's right. She would have had to pay again, and she was, you know, not making much money, and she had no interest in doing so. So she wrote back through her friend. Um, so, you know, obviously, when you find somebody online, it's sort of a random story. This was just like 10% more random. But looking at my children now, I just look back in that and think there's magic in it. That um, because her friend Darcy <laughs> was still paying for Match.com two weeks longer than she was, there are these two wild little humans walking the earth now. <laughs> so uh, to rule out magic, I think, would be ridiculous. That doesn't really have much <laughs> to do with whether or not I'm an intuitive person. Yeah, you're person. avoiding the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, not just. Of course, that's a miracle. Like that's yes, sto- yes of course. That I know. Story no, is it's a, a pretty, pretty obvious uh, point. Um, I, I guess. Here's what I mean: When someone walks in the room, do you feel like you can quickly sense what's going on with them? I think so, but then I think about times when I've been flat wrong about that. Sure. Some of my best friends are people who I just kind of made my lip curl when I first saw them. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that guy sucks. Look at that guy. That's a guy who sucks right there. <laughs> and then it turned out they were just the wonderful, right. the most wonderful, sweetest guy. Um, I, I mean, I, f- I think I feel like I should have an answer other than a flat no, but mm-hmm. I think maybe my answer is just no. I think maybe I'm just not an intuitive person. Interesting. Um, do you know what you want to ask guidance about for, for the reading? I think I do. I, I feel like I've been talking about sort of how things are a fog for me, and I want to know if there are ways that I can decrease the level of fog in my life, if I can sort of live life with a little more perception and focus and clarity. Ah, okay, so is this about being tired with, like, having a chaotic two children, or is this more about, like, it is, actual... It is partly about that, but it, there's partly a... I feel like I'm sort of just being carried along by the tide of life, and I'm not swimming to the degree I could be. Okay, so you want to take responsibility for your intuitive abilities. (laughs) Pretty pretty big (laughs) ask. (laughs) I don't think so. So there's, okay, yeah. So agency over the direction of how life will unfold. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, interesting. Okay. When we come back, we are going to read the Tara of Owen Ellickson. Welcome back to What's Your Deal?, we're about to read the, to- the Tara of Owen Ellickson, who I told during the break that I think that he's a witch. <laughs> Why do you think that's so crazy? I don't know. Uh, what would that mean if I thought that? I, I think I'd be thrilled, for one thing. <laughs> I mean, if you have the option to be a witch or not, be a witch, I think, yeah. right? Um, I guess I'd be curious for more information. Do you think that I think I'm a witch and I'm doing sort of an unfrozen yes, caveman lawyer thing? Yes, I do. <laughs> I think you know that you are. Fair enough. Well, if I'm doing that, it must be because my magic is so powerful that okay. it would terrify you to witness it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Okay. I'm just saying that you – haven't you experienced things in your life that seem really wild and odd? Yes. Like often? Yes. So what's that? Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think partly what I'm asking is for you to give me more clarity as to what it is. Okay. Um, I what are some? Okay, I should probably like ask you to be more. Speci- what are some specific things that have come to mind? You're like, this is crazy that this is happening. Um, 
even if it seems stupid to you, it probably isn't. Just sort of the. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> hmm. You don't. You don't have to give specifics, but I do know that you know that. Yeah. I mean, I am very. I feel like I'm pretty alive to their. <laughs> I'm pretty open to there being like magic and mystery, and, right, right. and there being like sort of a, uh, like love being sort of a powerful and like somehow active borderline sentient force in the universe. But mm. I'm having trouble. It's hazy. finding cases. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Off the to- off the off the dome. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. I actually think that that kind of stuff sometimes does fade. It's hard, it can be hard to remember. Yeah. You know that you've had this feeling. It's kind of similar when they're like, "Oh, you're not they're not going to remember what you said, but they are going to remember how you how you made them feel." Right. You know that thing? Yes. I think that's what ma- what magic is often like. I mean, I had a this is not interesting, but I had a I was sort of like a just kind of assholey kid in high school and then like I was in a group of like four friends and two of us were fighting with another one. And then the fourth one sort of gave a speech about like, we can't do this because we're such good friends. And I felt like it had not been true, but it came became true to me while he was talking. Wow. And I sort of like, just sort of opened up emotionally. And like, that was a huge pivot point in my life. Wow. Um, I don't feel like it's totally germane to the podcast, but I do feel like they're in a weird way. It's hard for me to find examples because like, evidence that the world is mysterious and magical is like, I don't, I kind of already buy the theory. So like the, I'm not looking for the evidence anymore in a weird way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. Um, But I'm sorry that I don't know how to make that sound compelling. You should be sorry. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna have you shuffle these cards. Okay. And think about something that you want guidance about. Ooh, good shuffling. Do you gamble? Are you a gambler? I am. Which is its own kind of magic, Yeah, I was right? just going to say, that's super there, much there, trying to guess what's going on. There are not many versions of gambling where you're not just sort of hoping something magical yeah. works out. Wow. Have you had a big gambling hit? Big gambling what? I don't, know the, I don't know the terminology. Have you had like a big gambling windfall? I have generally lost in gambling, and I find that the... I do best when I'm just a drunk guy having fun, and I do worst when I believe I have some mathematical edge <laughs> and I'm trying to maximize it. Um, I used to live with a guy who's obsessed with video poker. There are certain types of video poker machines, or at least were 20 years ago, that where you, if you play them in a certain way, you could slowly make money over time. The people who do that are called grinders. Oh <laughs> and my you God. Can, you can basically make like $28,000 a year if you wow. do it all day, every day. Um, so I would find machines like that and just play them incessantly, probably a little bit wrong, probably enough to like skew the odds and I just take a wow. path. So just just perfect nerd comeuppance. I think my little cousin used to do that. Yeah. He was really, he was really, he's a really weird dude. He's in incredibly smart, but also like is a Trump supporter, which I find really mm-hmm. intense. He's kind of like a, what are those dudes called that are like? Proud boys, Yeah, kind right. of like an alt-right, 
person. Yeah. And I always thought it was so bizarre how he was really, really good at poker and like also predicted that Trump would win the election and was like one of the only people I know that was like yeah. not surprised at all. It was yeah. very strange. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm gonna have you do is cut the deck into three separate piles. Okay. They're then, not quite equal, is that a problem? No. And then you can put them back together in any order that you choose. And then with your right hand, just cut the deck one time. And is there anything else that you wanna mention before we start? You know, I think maybe a more useful question is, what should I tell my daughters about the universe? Whoa, I'm, I love that. I'm not quite at the point where they're asking for sort of global theories about the way things are, but the older one who's five is starting to sort of sniff around stuff like that. I don't quite know what I would tell her, so I would love guidance on wow. that. What an amazing question. Okay, I'm gonna say a brief prayer for these cards. Wow, okay. So we're giving you a Celtic cross here. So there's 10 cards laid out. At the heart of the matter is uh, kind of actually the alt, the, um, I, this is the King of Cups. The King of Cups is sitting on his throne. Uh, he's got water flowing underneath his feet. Um, and he has a little fish pendant around his neck and the fish usually indicates like creativity and stuff like that. This is actually the ideal father figure. Hmm. Um, this is interesting too because the King of Cups, Cups usually indicates creativity and love and connection and things like that. But kings know that they have a social responsibility and creativity sometimes um, can look selfish to outsiders because you kind of have to follow this sort of like whatever path that you are, that may or may not make sense to other people. It's a kind of a non-rational path to follow. But since the King of Cups know, is aware that his actions affect others, he has to rein that in a little bit, like the creative, like it's, like on some level it's not, it isn't really ethical for you to tell your daughters something about the universe that isn't true, that you don't really believe to be true or something like that. Right. Which I think is interesting. But he is, um, he's really like the ultimate therapist. He's very wise, he's very tolerant. He's able to reconcile different points of view without his head exploding. So it's very much like emotional mastery mm -hmm. for the most part. And then um, this guy, the Seven of Pentacles, he's reviewing his, this is a card that you see when you have reached a crossroads in some ways and you're trying to reconcile what's happened and then assess how you're gonna move forward in many ways. Um, and it's very much about like, it's interesting because it's very much about the material world. So there, so normally when I see this card, and I, I think I've said this before, normally when I see this card, it's almost like looking at your resume and trying to figure out what you've done so far and how that's gonna affect where you're going. So it's interesting to see it reversed because it's sort of like, um, on some level, how can I look at the material world and decide that that's how the universe works or something like that? Isn't mm -hmm. there something Isn't there something beyond just what I can touch and see and mm -hmm. sense? How do I integrate that into being a father, which is uh, oftentimes something that a lot of times I feel like with, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know this, I'm not a father, but I assume that like there's a lot of things that can happen where things happen so fast you have to just sort of react in yes. a, you know what I mean? Like there's, you can't really plan for anything. Yeah. There's, it's all based on whatever is already inside of you. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. You know, both uh, both of their birthdays are coming up the next six weeks. Um, and they're both obsessed with these LOL dolls, these little sort of cutesy, like, <laughs> I have no idea what those they're are. like fancy dressed up babies. <laughs> they're kind of horrifying. <laughs> the big one's interested in them because her friends are. The little one's interested in them because the big one is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we're going to get them for their birthdays. But I do, I'm sort of like, these are these growth marker moments and... Uh, we're just getting them this crap. So I I, mm. I have been sort of wondering about, is there anything I can do? One of them's turning six, so I don't know. I better I should find some wisdom so I can impart it to them. Right, right. Although like kids are so st- stupid when it comes to they're really stupid. wisdom stuff. You should, to... that you should I'd, sometimes I'm baffled by how stupid. They are. <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay. So in the past position, the chariot. So this is very much about having, so to me, I think of how you got to your current point is very much uh, with a healthy ego. The chariot is very much about the will above all things, sort of like I will, I'm, I will do this. It's like, I don't really care what other people think. I'm just going to march forward and do what it is that I want to do and um, have the effect that I want to have. It's like hard control. Mm-hmm. And it is on some level really um, powerful and exciting. It is also the card that doesn't really uh, have space for those more, th- for those things that rise up in a sort of like confusing or non-rational way, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it's gotten to the gotten you to the point where you currently are, um, which is in a space where now maybe there is going to be more like soft control towards towards um, more emotional or mysterious things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. Um, <laughs> in the conscious position is the happy home. This is, this is like the uh, four of wands is um, a card that shows these four wands that it looks very much like a, like a chuppah, the Jewish yeah. wedding. And there are people that are like holding up their bouquets in the background of a like with a uh, palace behind them. And this is a card that often comes up when you know you've reached a point of no turning back. Essentially, it's like it's very much like graduations and um, literally weddings. Sometimes it's funerals. It's any temporary uh, celebration for a permanent change, Mm -hmm. essentially. So it is very much like congratulations. There's no turning back. Like this is like a totally like new part of your life that is this is the first um this is the celebration for the new stability to come if mm-hmm. that makes sense so that's like something you're conscious of i it, it probably has deeper meaning than this but our little one is almost done potty training so <laughs> i see that I and mean, I, I think that i see us thankfully wishing diapers goodbye <laughs> i mean i think that's I don't think that's little at all. <laughs> I was just thinking yesterday, I was like, I can't believe you have to change a child's diaper every single day, oh, more yeah. than once oh, eight, a day. About eight times a day when they're little. Um, yeah, it's horrifying. It's insane. That's insane. Like, by the time, I mean, she's two and a half, or no, she's almost three, obviously. And uh, I mean, that's that's human poop in there at this point. So <laughs> it's pretty, anyway, back to learning about the universe. <laughs> I mean, shit is a huge part of the universe. Absolutely. Um, so in the unconscious position, this is like usually what is lying more latent and is more like the root of the 
issue. It's the reverse lovers. When the lovers are upright, it's like a really glorious card. You can see there's like an angel and the sun is shining and there's these two people that are beckoning towards each other a little bit. But. But what? When it's upside down. Oh, well, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a card of, it, it can be a card of like romance and love and sexual union in a lot of ways. But it's also a card that comes up when you are, um, I mean, it's actually somewhat similar to this Crossroads card that part of the reason maybe that you aren't so sure on how to make this direction is because you may have not articulated your personal philosophy to yourself mm -hmm. or your personal values to yourself. Yeah. So when it's reversed, it's that, that worry of like, am I going to go off the wrong path because I haven't like, no, I can't like, because I don't have that automatic ability to be like, this is what I believe in. This is yeah. my, my mm, virtue list. <laughs> Or yeah. something like that. No, that makes sense. You know, I, uh, on Christmas, we took them to um, a local church. My wife is not practicing, but her parents are Lutherans. Uh, and we took the girls to church, and the little one, you know, wigged out and was throwing a ball and stuff. <laughs> and it was sort of a disaster. And I sort of was, you know, I, I felt like it wasn't quite a fit for me, but I felt like it was doing things that I'm not doing for them outside of it. So um, I do think I have some uh, figuring out left to do, probably. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the way to do that, this is the future position, and there's a reversed page of pentacles. Usually when reverse, when things are reversed in the future position, it's like they're coming into being, they're like the seed has been planted and so they're not coming into being. And the little page of pentacles is, all pages deliver a message of some kind, and this page indicates all messages of um, being trustworthy and trusting in yourself and in others, essentially. Um, and I think sometimes this can be skewed more towards career stuff, but I think in this case, it's more about the concept of like truly believing that you can trust in, um, <laughs> trust itself or belief itself, which is kind of an odd thing to say. Um, so I think that like, and actually, this does indicate, pages usually do indicate youthful energy. So I think in some ways you you might be less, it might be less about you having an answer for your kids and just asking them questions. Yeah. Does that it, make sense? It absolutely makes sense. I do feel like um, the, the soon-to-be six-year-old, as dumb as she is, is also really smart. Um, so I do, I do feel like just somehow outlaying how things are is not sufficient. You know, I want her to be her own engine and to find yeah. her own stuff. So um, I remember when I was little, when my parents would try to do versions of that, I'd be like, just give me the answers. I hate right. this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me tools to do my own stuff. But I, yeah. I do think uh, there's probably something valuable in that. So, yeah, I think that is part of what I'm struggling with. Do I tell them how things are or do I try to equip them to go figure that out on their own? Well, I think when it comes to stuff like this, like if we're asking about like, what should I tell my girls about the universe, that there's something exciting in them asking something and being like, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like I know I'm 40 years old, yeah. but I honestly don't know. Do you want to figure this out with me? Yeah. Why don't we try to do it together? Yeah. And then that's kind of like funny and weird and yeah. fun and like kids like that shit, yeah. I think. Absolutely. So I think that anything Anything that you feel a little bit like, you know, I honestly, I, I do think that is a little bit of what this Page of Pentacles reverse is about. 
of just being like, well, we kind of can't tell from the material world. Do you want to like play a game with me and figure out what it could possibly be? Yeah. Um, I just remembered that uh, our big one the other day said, Daddy, why did the universe even start? <laughs> Which, my initial I would reaction, be like, how can you ask me that? Yeah, I was, or, what was, what was, I, I was almost defensive on behalf of the universe. I was like, back off. It's pretty good. What, you have a better idea? <laughs> I, I don't think I really gave her anything. I said, maybe let's try to watch a video about it later. <laughs> I always just assume YouTube has some sort of video that can assuage her <laughs> for a little while. It's not very fair when kids ask questions like that either because they move on real fast. Yes. Like they I, they don't actually want an answer. Like yes. they just want to fuck up your shit. No, and she, then like she paralyzes <laughs> me and meanwhile she's drawing a teddy bear. Crazy. Um, along here is the staff to support your question. This is you, the Knight of Pentacles. Moving piece by piece. This is the slowest night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to go. <laughs> he wants to go step by step. He wants to make sure he's cautious. He wants to make sure there's a ground beneath his feet. Does that seem right for you? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I. A lot of pentacles. Yeah, pentacle city. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know that I'm that thoughtful a person in general, but I at least try to be thoughtful about parenting and yeah. say, you know, what are they going to be taking in today that during the portion that I control? Um, well, it's so. even, even about, it's like somewhat about thoughtfulness, but it's also about like actual security, like literal real world, like taking people to the doctor and like making sure the house has a roof Yes, and stuff like that. It does. Happy I'm to report. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> but it's, you know, being really focused on real world stuff, and we'll get to the other stuff later. Yep. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. This is very interesting. This is in your environment. This is the high priestess. She is uh, very psychic. She is the ultimate. Um, she is kind of one with everything in many ways. She's very mysterious. She's the guardian of the unconscious. Uh, to me, this seems like the whole world, like, sh for this to be in your environment position seems as though you feel she stands before you at every moment, hmm. is guarding a deeper, mm, like, a like guarding a um, more mysterious, like, the universe is in front of you at every moment, sort of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could also just be that there are a lot of women in your life. Like that might also be <laughs> something. That is certainly true. She's very much indicates like the feminine principle of yeah. like stereotypical feminine principle. Essentially. Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I do. Um, I mean, nothing's more exhausting than than woke dads. But um, I do think a lot about how to raise a woman and, you know, how to try to help her be as loud as I am and unashamed of it. I mean, being as loud as me is not really good, but if she wants to be as loud as me, she should feel free, I feel like. Interesting. Um, and I do, I do feel like one of my few real virtues in terms of my mindset is I'm pretty good at not sweating small stuff. I am pretty good at, um, you know, I'm a TV writer and, and we're all horribly overpaid and uh, 
a lot of people will just complain about the free lunches. <laughs> be oh. like, oh, this one's <laughs> gross. Uh, I, I am a pretty good at not doing that and realizing we are some of the most absurdly lucky people to ever walk the face of the earth. This lunch is totally fine. Um, so some scale makes sense to me. I think, um, so I'm thinking about this card here. This is the seven of cups. Oh, I'm sorry, this is the eight of cups. This is in your hopes and fears position. It shows a man in a red coat and he's kind of walking off into the distance as the moon is going through an eclipse overhead. Um, this is a card about leaving the past behind mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, this is a card about seeking deeper meaning. It's very, these are related very much so. So there is a fear of this journey, but there's also a hope for it. It's hard to say what that could mean exactly because a lot of it is about walking away from stable things. Like these cups are upright and they're stable. Yeah. And again, cups is like emotions and stuff like that. So it's like moving away from uh, something, a vibe that's actually kind of enjoyable to seek something more profound. It's usually an emotional journey. Yeah, I mean, it, to me that sort of, it, it, over the last year, my wife and I have talked a lot about how, you know, we we don't have babies anymore. It's so fun to have babies, you mm -hmm. know, really for the first year, it's like you have a just really cute dog, basically. <laughs> um, and at this point, you know, one's almost six, one's almost three, we have two full-fledged, you know, not always intelligible in the case of the little one, but we have two full-on human beings, you know. And they still are adorable and sweet in their ways, but they are not simple in the way they once were. Mm -hmm. um, Which is a lot about that as well. Yeah. Like, honestly, reverse, and I didn't really want to say it because I really don't like making baby predictions. I think that's insane. But, like, reverse Page of Pentacles to me is sort of being like, oh, we don't have babies anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I actually had my consultation for a vasectomy Oh, wow. Yesterday. Oh, okay, so this is a choice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, we're, we were always going to be two and out, but uh, this little one is wild enough so that it's a hard out. So, um, so yeah, no, we're saying go goodbye to babies both ways. Wow. Both in terms of these two and in terms of uh, having another one. Mm. And I think it is a good change, but babies are cute, you know. It's, there's nice something nice about just cuddling and there, that being all there has to be. Yeah, there's like grieving involved sort of when kids grow up. Absolutely. I don't think people really talk about. Absolutely. Um, I sometimes feel like my parents look at me and are like wishing that I was small. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to soothe me and say like, no, no, they love you just as you are. Well, well, it's both. I mean, I, I you know, I love especially our older one more and more every year because she shows more and more of herself and, and mm. she's wonderful. But, um, you know, twice a week I probably watch a video of her when she was tiny. You know? <laughs> wow. They're tiny. They're so cute. <laughs> They're so sweet and, uh, you know, um, you just kind of know their whole contours. They're in school now, so they're just huge chunks of their life that we're no longer privy to. Yeah. Um, and we pump them for information and it's <laughs> – it was good. It's like they're already in ninth grade. They're just totally freezing us out. Wow. Don't do it. What? Don't have, don't have kids. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> have kids. You'd be a wonderful one. No. Okay, okay, fine. This overall outcome, this is an interesting card to see in the overall outcome. 
because this is the Seven of Swords. It's this guy that's sneaking away with his swords, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a little look on his face like he's getting away with something. And he's holding the swords by their blades, though. So it's like he's cutting his hands trying to run away with this. And this is like, this to me is a card of thinking you can do it all by yourself in some ways. Uh, sometimes it's a lack of, some, sometimes it can look like a lack of communication. To me, this might be like a lack of communication between you and something that you don't quite understand or something like that. Mm-hmm. That you're allowed to kind of talk to yourself or ask questions mm-hmm. to something. I yeah. guess some people think of that as like prayer or something like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I think maybe that really is the ultimate takeaway that um, they're at a step where I feel like I'm not quite sure what I should give them. And it's possible that the answer is partly they're at a step where they need something that I cannot give them, that their worlds have broadened to the point where they're not just going to download stuff from their parents and they're going to find their own answers with friends and in their own time and I mean, none of this is true the two-year-old. She's so stupid. But <laughs> the six-year-old, um, you know, she's she's sailing away a little bit. And, um, you know, I don't want her to, but um, I do have to, that's, you know, on some level make peace with the fact that she is. Um, and I, you know, I emotionally am sad that she's going to, but objectively, I want her to. I want her to be a full-fledged, independent person. Um, so... Thanks a lot, Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds hard. Tarot's the worst. It sounds hard to have kids. <laughs> I. It sounds like kids are the worst. When <clears throat> that's what I'm getting. From All right, this. you're right. Sorry, Tarot. But they break your heart every day. They do. It's you never trade. We just went through the NBA trade deadline together, right. you and me. Uh, <laughs> you never trade away more than when you get kids, but you get back a lot more than you trade away. Wow. So. Well, thank you for letting me drag you through your face. You were just looking at this. You were just looking at down at the car. So. <laughs> Fuck. If, if there's a corner I could go sit down in for a couple <laughs> hours, that would be great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. No, this was useful. Uh, this was very useful. Someday when they're like 15, they'll listen back to this episode and they'll feel bad for, you I, know. I admire your faith in there being a full-on a world in nine years. <laughs> So, God willing. <laughs> That's what you should be more concerned about as a father. That's true. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. That's true. Except through tarot. <laughs> Thank you so much. What, uh, is there anything that you want to plug or want people to find you at? Oh, I hate myself in advance, but uh, I tweet at O-N-L-X-N. I tweet all the time. It's exhausting. Uh the last guest I had, I asked them to plug something. They said, "Be nice to your exes." Do you oh, have something that's that you so want? Much better. You know, I was no. Well, it's gonna. I mean, it's not an obvious thing to. I think. Is there I agree. You, like to you should be nice to your exes. You know, I would like to plug chocolate milk. It is so good. <laughs> Grownups act like they're better than it. You can have it any time you want. You can drink a piece of candy. Go have some chocolate milk right now. Thank you, Owen, very much. Thank you, Ariana. Please rate, review, and subscribe. What's your deal at wherever you listen to podcasts? I'm Ariana Lenarski, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>